Alright, and I only have like an hour and 56 minutes left of time on this SD card, so okay. I don't exactly expect to fill it up, but yeah. you know, that's that's what's going on right now. Okay. Um, since I hit the button, I guess I'll go ahead and do the thing. Hello everybody, this is Thomas Zachary and the KAAMP, that's the Knoxville Area Artist Networking Platform podcast thing. Um, today, we are out in a place in East Knoxville talking to somebody about food and such. We're in quarantine. We're in quarantine. Well, I was just going to say your super secret test kitchen, but that's okay, too. Uh, would you introduce yourself, friend? Uh, yeah, my name is Mallory Hardy, and I am a private chef currently working at a sorority house at the University of Tennessee. Is that a big of a headache as it sounds? Well, it's funny. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to be the first thing you said, because when I say, you know, I'm a chef at a sorority house, they're like, what? they're blown away that we they have chefs, you know. But, the chicken tenders aren't... <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're they're great girls. I mean, it, they're not what they seem like on you know TV and all that, and just yeah, they're great girls. Well, that, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they that people think they're you know rude to you and you know bossy and stuff, and no, they're very respectful girls. And yeah, I've, I wouldn't have been there ten years if I didn't like it. So, oh shit! Yeah, yeah. That, that's career move. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's the kitchen look like? Um, it's a full commercial kitchen. Um, we've got like a, like a galleyway, so it's just front and back. Um, but yeah, full commercial kitchen, a whole like dish room. We've got, you know, flat tops, grills, um, soup kettles, steamers, everything. Nice. Yeah. It's not just a home kitchen. So. Well, I didn't know how commercial or industrial that yeah. particular kitchen would be. Well, they're, they're, you know, they're all different. I've worked at three different houses. I worked at one for nine years and then I've been at this one for about a year and a half. Um, but the, yeah, they are all different, like in size and stuff. Um, cause some girls, some houses, they feed like 40 girls, some feed 500, you know, which mine is, mine's around like 300. So we're kind of in the middle. Yeah, just pretty much in the middle. Yeah. Is that, is that a comfy volume for you to work at? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I switched to the house that I'm at now because it was less people, you know, and uh, so I wasn't working quite as much as I am now. So, or I was working way more than I am now. So yeah, it's, it's good. So what's a typical menu look like in this place? Well, you know, I mean, you have, <laughs> what's the menu of a, of a sorority well, kitchen? Well, they all, you know, after spring break or before spring break, they all want to eat healthy. So we're doing a lot of like Mediterranean bowls and build your own things. And we have a huge salad bar. And um, so they have like the salad bar is like 30 toppings. And um, but it's, you know, they they like a little bit of everything. So, I mean, you have to have your, like you said, chicken tenders, but they're like good homemade chicken tenders <laughs> and stuff. But it's all over the place, you know, Mediterranean, they pasta, things like that. But, I mean, we make everything from scratch. It's scratch. Uh, sometimes we even make our own pasta and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, it's it's good food. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> I, if, if you want to cuss, you can cuss. I okay. usually say this before I hit the record button, but if you want to cuss, you can cuss. Okay. You can say whatever you like. Uh, I mark this <laughs> program explicit for a reason. Yeah. So, you know, fuck shit, cunts. It's okay. all there. You can do whatever you like. Oh, nice. Um, before I ask you why food, I'm going to ask, do you have any other creative outlets or have had any other creative outlets, whatever they may be, if they exist, I want to hear what you did. Well, uh, I don't know. I mean, food has always been my number one creative outlet. Um, I'm not much of, 
you know, an artist or anything like that, but I love music. I don't make it or anything, you know, but food mainly is my creative outlet. So how long has that been your thing? Food? Yeah. Um, I started, I started working at a nursing home when I was 15 years old and it was like a four-star nursing home. Um, and I started like, well, food started for me when I was very young. I started like reciting Rachel Ray shows word for word when I was like in, you know, fourth, fifth grade. And I was making, you know, eggs Benedict and beef Wellington as like a 10 year old. And, and <laughs> that's, a, so, that's better than grilled cheeses. And, yeah. And <laughs> so I always, it was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to be a chef, but everyone I knew, like, adults they were like there's no money in being a chef you know and i mean that's partially true yeah, so, that's true in a lot of places yeah right? unless so, you know we open our own restaurant or some celebrity chef we're not going to be making that much money but uh yeah they so i i was like i let these people you know get in my head saying there's never going to be money involved in this and so i just i i worked at that um that nursing home and then i went to a country club till I was 18 and then I joined the army cause I was like, okay, I don't think, I don't think I want to do food anymore. <laughs> so then, that, that's, a, that's a big departure. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot different. Um, so then when I got out of the army, I went to culinary school and then that was that. And I've done that ever since. So while you were in the army, you're just like, screw the food. Don't want to do anything. In the yeah. I, I didn't really think about it. And then I got out and I took about like six months off and then, started thinking about what I wanted to do and it was it was always food you know so but yeah so went to culinary school and which U which culinary school UT culinary okay. school University of Tennessee nice yeah uh I, so um story time for me right, yes. right here <laughs> uh I, I relate to this topic pretty heavy and uh you know I grew up in a really food oriented household my parents yeah. always cooked you know the whole nine yards uh, outdoor meat cookery and barbecue and stuff like that. My oh, dad cool. and I have competed professionally in all this jazz. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm in on this topic. Yeah. This has been a lifelong outlet for me. Yeah. Do you been, still do the competitions? Or whenever we can. Yeah. It's, it's, he drives trucks, so he doesn't get a whole lot of uh, yeah. time off to travel and do right. these things. But we do what we can when we can. Uh, it's been a few years, but yeah, we've got a pretty good track record well, cool. and it's fun. Um, See, I'm, I might be the opposite. My mom, I grew up not around, like, I mean, food was obviously around, but my mom cooked, like, the same five rotating meals oh, over no. and over, like, pot roast, spaghetti, that was it. <laughs> so, I was like, maybe I should get into food so I can feed myself a little better. <laughs> well, my grandparents had a gas station convenience store, like, full-stocked deli yeah. kitchen area, too, so, oh, like, cool. I grew up. Uh, yeah, you, you were know, all around running food. around in the in the kitchen yeah. at the convenience store and stuff. Yeah, oh, so cool. from from you know real tiny to full grown ass man running yeah. around cooking food and stuff. <laughs> so it's it's been neat watching that meander through my life. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why it took me so long to get a chef on the podcast because I'll talk about food yeah. all day. <laughs> this is going to be episode. <laughs> 68 uh -huh. and I, I don't I feel like I really screwed yeah. myself by waiting so long <laughs> could have done this way sooner and been been okay with it have you ever won any competitions or anything? Uh, yeah we've got a few trophies uh dad's won some barbecue sauce trophies uh, sauce competitions um let's see what else we've got a couple uh, regional trophies and pro-am competitions uh -huh. and um done pretty well for a small time non-corporate team yeah. at uh, Memphis in May 
so nice. We, we, yeah, that's big time Last there. time, so the name of the team is Hog Express, and the last time we competed, I think we finished top third of like 280 teams oh, or wow. something like that. That's so impressive. I'm, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, that's nice. What's yeah. your like specialty? Uh, Dad really likes to do uh, pulled pork and ribs, Yeah, but I like the exotic stuff, so I'll do anything but. I like coming up with the anything yeah. but recipes. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that I, I like the out of the box yeah. stuff when it comes to in the barbecue context. Right. Well, cool. But uh, ribs and and pork shoulder are, you know, dialed in. Yeah, everyone <laughs> that, loves that. Yeah, that's that's the the staple stuff. Yeah. And uh, got that pretty down. Yeah, I love watching those shows and where they form the chicken, the chicken thighs or whatever they use in the muffin tins. So it's like perfect mm-hmm. and. I mean, they put a lot of effort and money and time into that. Well, you you know when you see these recipes that people are turning in, they've cooked it 30, 40, 60 times yeah. in the house just yeah. to make sure they know oh, yeah. like the back of their hand. Mm-hmm. And then the, where you get a lot of curveballs in that scenario is the meat that is provided to you. Right. So you can get just a shit cut from... Do they from, provide the meat to you? Usually, yeah. In, in every competition we've done... That isn't just some BS, you know. Just, yeah. Uh, they've they've provided pretty good quality stuff, yeah. but every now and again you'll get a shit cut or something. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. But it it doesn't happen that often. They they try to give it an even playing field as best they can right. most of the yeah. time. Yeah, because you don't want one person, you know, buying the best, you know, whatever, and then someone not having the money and buying the worst, and obviously someone's getting better stuff's gonna win. So. Yeah, that so that's one of the variables they try to eliminate by just providing yeah the same quality yeah. of stuff to every competitor, and the back end logistics of these things. Since I've been in the like event management and hospitality industry, outside of like directly doing the thing, uh-huh. as as really. I think I think that's one of the things I discovered I didn't like about the whole ordeal. Yeah. The more administrative stuff and how complicated oh, yeah. it gets. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what mo- <laughs> the major- once you get higher up, that's what the majority of your time is spent doing. Because I before I uh, worked at the Swarty House, I worked at a hotel and it was a, a high end hotel. And I mean, I was the sous chef and I was still doing most of the you know paperwork and stuff and not cooking or anything and. That's why I was like, I kind of want to get away from, you know. So you also loathe pricing recipes? Yeah, I do not like, I don't like any of that stuff. I mean, I do it, but I hate doing that. Yeah. I don't, I've never met a single person that likes food that that likes uh, pricing out recipes. No, it's not fun. (laughs) But they started having a, um, like Cisco and U.S. Foods and stuff. They have programs where you just type in the ingredients you're going to use. And then it calculates it for you. And there's, you know, Excel programs and stuff. So a lot of people do that now. And they're not sitting there yeah, calculating it and measuring and all that bull crap. Oh, man. If only I knew that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's become a big thing. And Cisco and U.S. Foods and all them, they push that, too, because you have to buy it extra. But, yeah, no. Like, hey, we've got this proprietary software that you yeah. can get. Like, the upcharge, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's only... <laughs> Five thousand dollars or whatever they charge, right? But, yeah, yeah. That that's how they get you. Yeah. So where uh, where did food start for you? Do you have any recipes that you remember from when you first started cooking? Well, um, 
I told you the eggs Benedict. I was Rachel Ray used to cook eggs Benedict. So a lot. you were you were ten years old whipping up a hollandaise sauce. Oh yeah, like, I mean, like it wasn't a problem. Yeah, I'd go to my mom. <laughs> I'd sit there and I'd Rachel Ray or you know Bobby Flay, whoever I was watching, and I'd write it down the ingredients and rewind it if I missed it because you couldn't you know do all this other stuff, but. I'd write it down, rewind it, write it down, rewind it, and then hand it to my mom and be like, can we go to the store and get all this stuff? And, <laughs> and she'd take me and, you know, I then I'd come and I'd, you know, screw it up a few times and fix it until I finally got it. But like Christmas morning, that became my thing to make Eggs Benedict every morning. And I was like, I think I may have even been younger than 10, like maybe eight, like cooking this perfect Eggs Benedict, you know, so... That's when I was like, okay, something, this Obviously is something I'm good at, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I made a uh, hollandaise sauce for the first time when I was like 20 years old. Yeah. And I thought, this is shit and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's weird an eight-year-old really liking hollandaise sauce, you know, but... I think it was more, I didn't really love the dish. I just loved that I could do it, you know. Cause yeah, because that's not an easy one. No, that's a hard dish because it separates and, you know, the egg yolks. And it's just, it's a, like something hard to start off with, you know. But, but if you're a process-oriented person, yeah. that's a very simple meal that is very process-intensive. Yes. yes. So I can totally understand how you could enjoy that workflow yeah. for sure. And I think I thought it was really fancy, which I mean, it can be, but I was like, okay, this is a fancier with the beef wellington. I was like, okay, I know that's that's a, a recipe that just screams fancy wealth, you know? So, <laughs> so I'm going to start making that. And yeah, I would just be like, you know, I'm here's the ingredients. Can we go get them? And we'd run and get them. And I try to make everything I saw, you know, but I mean, we couldn't run out and get a pork or beef tenderloin right. every all the time, but, but uh, yeah. bless your mom for enabling you. In yeah. Such a way. That's she awesome. really, you know, told me, you know, enforced me to go do what I liked and stuff. And that was like my main thing. And I love sports and stuff too, but cooking was always yeah. You're not like getting right in there. too much trouble if you're in the kitchen. No, <laughs> no. And she, yeah, I mean, she's the one that got me a job at that country club that I started at, Gettysburg Country Club. I don't know if you know where that is, but um, it's like off Ebenezer. But her, one of her best friend's husbands was the executive chef there, and he just, like, guided me and taught me everything and was really patient with me and stuff. And so that's what, that's a good thing for you if you want to get in, like, the food industry is to have someone mentor you. Yeah, you know, that goes a long way. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, a lot of them, they're like, you know, culinary school is great and everything. But I'll, I'll tell you, some of those people that were in culinary school, I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Why? What made you wake up one day and <laughs> say, I want to be a chef or well, I want to be... Because the, the educational environment versus the on-the-job yeah. environment is so drastically different. Yeah. Uh, the... The attitudes and and the personal skills oh, you yeah. need to develop to work in a in a functional kitchen of any sort yeah. is way different than how you behave in a classroom. Yeah, and <laughs> I'd say, say the very least. yeah, I'd say out of like the forty kids and that I graduated with or whatever, 
maybe five are like doing stuff with food. So yeah, well, I, mean, I, I didn't finish my program. I went to the the Walter State campus oh, in you? Sevier County and did yeah. that program. It was a really good program. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, now we're going to start paperwork, and I was like, fuck this, and threw my <laughs> yeah. threw my stuff down, and I was like, I'm never going back. Yeah. So that, that's kind of where that journey ended for me. But there's really good instructors there. The program's really good. Yeah. But there's only so much you can do in the classroom to prepare for a, a legitimate kitchen. Yeah. Do they still do that? Mm-hmm. Do they still have that? Yeah. Uh, they still do the student cafe and all that jazz. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that was like my second choice was going to Walter State. And, but, uh, you yeah, know, I guess I just went to UT because it was close. and Which is fair. And I have a mild vendetta against UT. Why? Well, it's not... It's not like I despise it. It's just that it's the normal thing to do in my in my family. Yeah. Like a lot of my elders and, and cousins and stuff would be like, oh, why don't you just go to UT? And I'm just like, listen, guys. Well, it's a lot more expensive, it. too. Right. And since I was paying for that with the Hope Scholarship, it worked out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I just kind of bucking the trend a little bit and not going to UT, yeah. but then I moved to Knoxville and still didn't go to UT. Are you, you're from Knoxville? No, I'm from uh, Hancock County. Are you? It's uh, 90 miles northeast of here, yeah. uh, where, where Greasy Rock Camp Out happened. Okay. Uh, my parents live like 20 minutes from where that was. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was, it's a good place to grow up, and then it's a good place to get the hell out. Yeah. <laughs> because after 18, 19 years old, there's nothing for people to do there. Except drugs and well, stuff. Dr- yeah, that's why people <laughs> die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Die real young. Um, yeah, lost lost some classmates in high school to stuff like that. Oh, and, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Eh, I'm going to leave. <laughs> I don't blame you. Well, yeah. it's, it's one of the better things I've ever done for myself. Yeah. And your family still lives there? Yeah. Um, I said, well, I went north. or I, My sister went north. I went south. So she lives in Johnson City and I live okay. in Knoxville. So my parents are conflicted. Yeah. And uh, I can't say we did it on purpose, but that's just how it should <laughs> Well, they're out. in the middle, so. Yeah. They, they all have to drive. Yeah. Johnson <laughs> City is a nice area. Lots of, lots of food there, too, actually. Yeah. My sister really enjoys it. Yeah. It's a nice area. I have a friend that just moved there and... I'd explore and go eat some of their places down there, and it's got a nice food scene. For the town that it is, yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's popping. Yeah, it is. It's they nice. have they have two pals. It makes me so happy. Oh yeah, pals! <laughs> Every time I try to go to pals, I would uh, I drive past it, and the line would be wrapped around the building. So I was like, okay, next time I come up here, I'll come. You know, you know where we're at in the county right now. You're really close to the one in Jefferson City. Really? Yeah. It's not far from here. It's like. 38 miles if oh, I had to wow. guess and so there's the one in Jeff City and the one on the west end of Morristown are one mile different from my house wow huh, uh, trust me I've, I've done the mileage and the fuel consumption yeah. and, and distance I've done all the mileage. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go I, I was upset I missed it every single time but I, I did not want to wait in that line I mean I guess there's probably not a time that it's not wrapped around the building I so they start serving lunch at 10 uh, wow so it's 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 a little early for lunch, yeah. but uh, I'll tell you, ten forty five, a uh, a big pile of cheese. Uh-huh. Oh boy, it hits. Yeah, <laughs> you can't beat a hamburger. I mean, that's probably my death row meal right there. A, ham- <laughs> a hamburger, like hibachi or something. All right, all right, let's go there. Death row meals. <laughs> let's let's talk this out. I think. I would, I would, you know, the stereotypical steak, like yeah. filet mignon, medium yeah. rare, is a solid choice. Definitely. I'm never going to knock a man no. for saying, hey, I want this as my last meal. But I really feel like 
Uh, maybe a spaghetti, spaghetti or a good, or a good meatloaf. Yeah. Like, no, it, oh, I don't know about meatloaf. Well, listen, meatloafs can be really good. <laughs> yeah. It's just most people have had really shitty ones. Yeah, that's true. But there, there are good meatloafs out there. And you know what? If I could have some of that, I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I would, and I'm going to take that as, yeah. as a controversial and polarizing option. I think mine would definitely be, okay, a good... Mushroom Swiss burger. Ooh, I'm I'm for that. With some good fries, the battered fries. Yeah, those are the best fries. Okay, and hibachi, steak and shrimp hibachi, with yum yum sauce. You gotta have a lot of that. <laughs> and then I would say probably a steak too, but a a ribeye steak, medium rare. Yeah, I'll take a ribeye any and day. And a good baked potato. Yeah, and a salad. And then some Texas Roadhouse rolls, and <laughs> that, I, I'll this, die. This is a three-course meal. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be good after that. Maybe some cheesecake, and then yeah, I'll be I'll be ready to go. Cheesecake, yeah, yeah. take me. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> ready for the chair. Oh my goodness. Yeah, more. So, so where uh, where do you get a lot of your inspiration from food wise you you said rachel ray and bobby flay which were people i grew up watching too. yeah and uh mario batali had a really good show oh, yeah. on uh molto mario i believe is what it was on the food network back yeah. in the late 90s he's been in trouble lately has is he is he problematic now he's uh yeah he is he's um gotten a lot of like sexual assault allegations and stuff i think that's what happens when i don't search all of the internet yeah <laughs> i think he's kind of settled out of court for him but there's been like two or three i think like just back to back to back and well, damn. <laughs> yeah no i did like him and how his little crocs he always wore and stuff and man knows comfort yeah well, I, I wear crocs too so i know um but yeah food network i kind of got away from food network because uh I don't know. I just because it's kind of like old school, you know. Well, like, the the late nineties and early two thousands, I feel like was prime. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> like Emerald, Rachel Ray, Giotto De Laurentiis. And, those were and well, Iron Chef America is really yeah. like oh, when yeah. that started. I was I was deep. In oh on yeah, that. I love Iron Chef America. Iron Chef in general is an excellent program format. But, yes, uh, Iron Chef America was solid. Yeah, I think my favorite chef show is uh, Top Chef because they have like. All walks of life, like, you know, catering chefs, private chefs, uh, everything. And they're just top notch. Um, but now, I mean, I don't, I watch Food Network every now and then, but I do watch Top Chef. Um, I have, like, magazine subscriptions, uh, you know, Instagram, TikTok. That's the thing nowadays. You know, you can watch chefs just cook whatever and, you know, go and try to recreate it or whatever. But... Yeah, I mean, today's the era of the internet, so that's where I find most of my stuff. Are there any specific personalities you, you're a fan of on the internet, or just do you, you have something in your mind and then you seek that thing out? Well, um, have you ever heard of Joshua Wiseman? Nope. He's a, I love him. He's, <laughs> he's a funny guy, and he's he's an amazing amazing chef. Um, I mean, so I, I love his stuff. Um but, uh, yeah, I love him and, like, Brian Voltaggio. And, um, I mean, those are, I love, I have a lot of chefs I love. I, I love everyone because it's, it's fun to watch, like, different personalities and their style of cooking. You know, it's, like, everyone has their own style of cooking. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so individualized. Yeah. It's, it's, it is to the person. Yeah. And like, you can say, make this, and it's, like, a specific dish, but one person will make it this way, and another person will make it that way, and, you know, they have their own flair and, you know, style and 
all that. So, yeah. Yeah, because I'll tell you right now, the way I make my mom's broccoli casserole and the way my mom makes her broccoli yeah. casserole are two totally different <laughs> oh, broccoli sure. casseroles. They're essentially the same recipe, but yeah. they, they don't they don't end up the same. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because I work with um, a good friend. I went to culinary school with her, actually, and um, she's like a very... She's an older, older woman, and she's a very, like, southern. She, I mean, she can make the best fried chicken and, like, all, like, cobblers and stuff like that. And then I'm very, like, Mediterranean, like, fresh herbs, lime juices, chickpeas, stuff like that. And we just, like, we come together good because it's the best of both worlds. But she, I mean, you could tell her to make one thing, and it'd be the best thing in the world. And then I'd make it this way, and it'd be so different, but it's still good, you know. And, right. Yeah, it's just, she's got her own way. Everyone has their own way of doing everything. And that's that's the good thing about food, you know. It just, it's its own language for each person. Oh, it is. And I, I really like the analogy, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Yeah. Because I found, uh, especially, you know, sitting down with people and talking about stuff, I've got a lot in common with everybody, but everybody does it different. Yeah. And it, it's been really entertaining to discover where those uh, where those things divulge or diverge. Yeah. Um, What's, uh, do you have a recipe that's stuck in your head right now? Stuck in my head at the moment? Yeah, at the moment. Um, a recipe? No, I mean, not off the top of my head. Uh, a good bolognese sauce. I mean, that's always a good weeknight whipping up. But, you know, like, celery, your mirepoix, celery, carrots, onions, and then, um, see, this is another thing people make you know, a bolognese with, you know, Italian sausage. Some people make it with lamb, ground beef, whatever. Or you can make it with all three, you know. But uh, some white wine, garlic. I like I like doing, my wife, first of all, you could put shit on a, on a pasta. <laughs> On a pasta noodle, and she would oh eat my it. God. So we eat a lot of pasta. I try not to because I don't want to, you know, gain weight. But yeah, pasta, like any kind of pasta sauce or anything, like you could, you, you just you clear. have a very discerning crowd here in the house, too. <laughs> you know, that was, my child, she loves pasta too. She likes raw pasta, so. I could put, literally, you know, boil some pasta and put butter on it, and they'd be happy, you know. My son has asked me for butter noodles more yeah, than once, yeah. <laughs> that's a good child's, children love that, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, a good bolognese sauce and salad and breadsticks, and I got a, you know, a happy family, so. That sounds like a good time to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd scoot away from the table for that. No. But, yeah, and then, you know, let it simmer longer if you've got more time, and, but yeah, that's the first thing that pops in my mind. But like I said, I like, you know, fish and chickpeas and lime juice and dill and hummus and all that stuff. And is we, that is that along the lines of what you would cook yourself most of the time if you if yeah, you had a choice? Yeah, I mean, she, my wife loves you know that too. We are big foodies, like. You know, they say maids have the dirtiest houses and, you know, doctors are the sickest. Well, well I don't cook that much at home. We go out to eat all the time. <laughs> I, was, I was going to get there. <laughs> yeah. You beat me to it. Yeah, I don't, I, I try to, we're like, okay, let's start budgeting our money a little bit better and stop, you know, spending $500 here and there to eat out or whatever. But yeah, we eat out a lot and I, we go all over town and try new restaurants and everything and yeah. Where'd so, you go last? Okay, last we yeah, ate lunch last. at Big Ed's Pizza. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Because we were in Oak Ridge, right. and it, so it, I hadn't been there forever, but oh, it's yeah. Been, it's probably been six or seven years since yeah, I've been. Yeah, me too. And I I didn't even remember where it was or what it looked like or anything. And when we went there, I mean, good pizza. Right. So, I mean, it hasn't been there since, what, the 70s? Yeah, something like that. There's so. not there's not a single bit of wall space visible. No. Like, everything's covered <laughs> with sportsman boobies yeah. and pictures and God knows what yeah, else. Yeah, celebrities and, yeah. <laughs> everything. I mean, that's a simple little place, but they've been there a while. So, I mean, the crust is good, and, I mean, you have pizza. You've They've obviously perfected it, so, but, yeah. So they don't have it down to a science by now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Their sauce is good, too. I thought that also, but, yeah, we go out to eat a lot and stuff and just, like, trying new places and things like that. So, where's next? Do you have a next? I have. Well, we're actually going, <laughs> we're actually going to New York City in a couple weeks, and, I'll show you. There is a next. Yes, they. Uh, the viewers can't see this. Okay, but... so you're, she's pulling up her phone right now, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I think she's going to go into some kind of notepad. This is my and notes there on. Is, there is, uh, there's probably about 40 lines of text in this <laughs> note that look like all destinations. Yeah, so we're just basically going to eat our way through New York. Um, but we're going in a couple weeks, so it'll be Christmas time and stuff. But, yeah, we've got places we're getting hot chocolate from, bagels from. Got to get pizza. Got to get, you know. Uh, Is Cat's Deli on the list? Oh, let me see. <laughs> Let's find it. But, yes, that is on the list. Because my wife loves um, pastrami sandwiches. Oh, then you got to go. Yeah, so. We're... So, <laughs> so, since you so willingly pulled up your uh, notepad in your phone, what does the notepad in your phone look like? Is it chaos or is it mildly organized? Is it full like of all food of it? ideas? Yeah, yeah, the whole general. So. So it seems moderately organized. Yeah, it's organized because <laughs> I try to delete it. So, yeah, I've got uh, everything in there. This is like my Thanksgiving menu, my places for U.S. foods. Got to have the passwords in there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Even though it's the same for everything. Yeah, I mean, this is my, I've got restaurants to visit all over the country. Um, I've, I found that this is becoming one of my favorite questions. What? Uh, what's your the notepad? Notes, yeah. yeah. What's a notepad in your phone look like? Because yeah. usually the answer is, oh, it's absolute chaos. You don't want what's to What's yours look like? Oh, it's chaos. <laughs> it's absolute it's probably, chaos. Yeah, I don't really use notes that much. So I, uh, I'm a notepad and pencil. I do that a lot, but uh, since if I have an idea and I'm away from a pen and pencil, I yeah. can do the, like the little finger drawn notes, yeah. you know. So I'll do that a lot. If mm -hmm. I have like an idea for a painting or a piece of jewelry, I'll just mm -hmm. scribble that in there real quick and put yeah. some text in there as like a descriptor paragraph. Be like, hey, this is this. I want it to look like this with yeah. these. And it's shaped like that, you know, and I draw yeah. it. And a lot of people do similar things but nobody does it the same so it's yeah. the same entertaining like oh well how what degree of crazy is yeah. this <laughs> and I've, I've gotten all sorts of answers but i think yours has by far been the most organized Organi i I've try seen. to stay organized because <laughs> yeah i need to my brain needs organization so is, is that a bit type a leaning of yes. you yeah i'm very type a <laughs> not when it not when it, it's weird because like at home i'm not like I guess it's because I have a toddler, so I've gotten past that. But yeah, you like, can't be super type A <laughs> no, with a tiny human running around. No. no. And my <laughs> wife is also type A, and we're very, like, organized, cleanliness, you know, people. And we we have had to get over that with a toddler. But, <laughs> but like, at work, you know, I like everything in order, clean, and 
everything, but yeah, it, it helps my brain a little. It's comforting. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. It's I've I've seen every different position on this particular yeah. spectrum in, in the time I've been doing this. Right. I'm sure. And, uh, so another really favorite question of mine is, uh, do you find uh, flow state or zen in your workflow or your, your practice of being a culinary person at all? And if you do, where do you find it in this process? What do you mean as far as like... When you just get lost in it. You know, if you're if you're in the middle of cooking lunch for 300 people or you're yeah. like sitting down thinking up recipes, like when do you get into that flow state kind of thing if you do? I, it's really when I'm like coming up with something new, you know, sitting and talking with, you know, my friend Tasha about, you know, something new and exciting because you get in a rut a little, you know, especially after 10 years and you kind of get complacent and so we sit and we talk about, you know, new things we want to do and stuff. And then we just get excited and, you know, executing that is and then seeing it come through. That's really, you know, awesome. So I think doing that, just getting it done and coming up with new stuff and just watching it work out as smooth as you wanted it to, you know. As, as you imagine. Yeah, as you imagine, because that doesn't happen a lot. But when it does, Truth. it's like awesome. <laughs> it so. feels great. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow, I'm actually good at this. <laughs> you know? I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Who'd we actually like said that the other day. We were like, we actually know what we're doing at this point. And yeah. I was like, uh, after this long, I'd hope so. But. Right. It, but you know you still get surprised yeah with with a lot of things you don't think you should yeah. be surprised with yeah. in the place and with, you least expect with food i mean there's so much food in the world and you're like you could live your whole life learning about food and you never know all of it all you right. know? um so i recently discovered fonio uh-huh. It's an African grain, kind of like quinoa. Yeah. And it is delicious. Huh. It's it's. Where'd you eat it at? Uh, oh, I'm, I had some. I bought some at. Uh, God, what is it? It's a it's an international market in Cincinnati, uh, and I, people are gonna hate me for forgetting the name, but. Uh, <laughs> It's an international market. It's one of the biggest grocery yeah. stores. I think it's I'm the biggest up. privately owned grocery store in the country. Yeah. If you look up international market Cincinnati, I swear you're going to find it. They were playing like jungle noises in the parking lot. I've never heard um, of it. Oh, I Jungle gems, I think is what it is. But it's a great spot. And I, I got all kinds of uh, Asian food and I got some African food and I got a bunch of stuff to make uh, Chinese food that night for dinner. I went in there Jungle Gems, that's what it's called. Yeah. I, I spent like 150 bucks on bullshit and yeah. then like 40 bucks on stuff for dinner that night. The, what were you in Cincinnati for? <laughs> I was traveling to see some friends. Oh, just cool. goofing off. Yeah. Uh, technically, I was in Loveland, uh, Cincinnati. Or, yeah, Loveland, Ohio, which is like 20 minutes outside yeah. of Cincinnati. But it was the weekend before the Kentucky Derby, uh-huh. so everybody was all horse crazed and oh, yeah, like everything sure. was going on. But uh, Loveland is actually really nice. Go stay there sometime. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool little I'll town. I'll put it on like my list. I'll put it in my notes. Yeah, in the notes. There it goes. <laughs> but I would recommend a weekend stay there. It's a good spot. Okay. Um, Did you eat anywhere down there? There was a three-story bar, Bishop's Quarter or something like that. Uh-huh. It was five-minute walk from my Airbnb, oh, so nice. tried not to get too wasted and hobble yeah. back. But uh, we had, what I can't remember what I had. Um, the drinks were great, and I had, oh, I had fish and chips. Uh-huh. Was it good? It was really good. It was uh, beer-battered and... Uh, Spun hand spun yeah. potatoes. Oh, so nice. it was solid, yeah. Yeah. And uh 
the mint julep I had was fire. Oh, <laughs> Everybody well, was on the mint julep train because it was yeah. the more the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> so I, and the place was filled. It was great. Three stories. Like the bottom floor was like a French Quarter New Orleans style. Yeah. Each each floor had a different theme, different menu. Oh, that's cool. Uh, the top was like a modern, um, not a sports bar, but they had TVs. Yeah. And it was kind of a. Um, Modern minimalist, grays, whites, blues, blacks. Yeah, that's uh, nice. Kind of upscale looking sort of thing, but it was it was really chill. Other than being super busy, it was really nice. nice. It was very dense with bodies in there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. if you run a three story restaurant bar, you want yeah. that. So they were doing fine that day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Jungle Gems is cool. Go shop at Jungle Gems. Is, is it the place story. that has all the jungle animals and stuff? It, it there were no animals. Like not live, like murals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, there's all kinds of art inside. Yeah, inside I think place. I've seen it somewhere. <clears throat> it's it. It's like 100,000 square feet of, oh my gosh. of grocery store space. Wow, well, I'm being there all day. Yeah, I, I almost was. And when you walk in, <laughs> this really got me until I figured it out. They had porta potties in front of the store. Uh-huh. Like, not out front, but like when yeah. you walk in, in, in the front of the store. But the porta potty is just the cabinet. Uh-huh. So you walk through the door of the porta potty, uh, you know room and then you go into the actual bathrooms oh my gosh so it's just the facade of the bathroom oh that's funny yeah i was like why the hell and then (laughs) when somebody opened the door i saw into the bathroom so i was like oh this this ha ha this is funny that's funny i'm dense (laughs) i'd be like uh y'all can't afford a actual bathroom (laughs) well uh, the, the funny thing about that too i found out that in their original location, which was the one in Cincinnati, I think uh-huh. they've got a podcast studio like right in front of the in the front of the store oh, as that's you cool. walk in. So they Jungle Gems has a podcast. Is it for like a specific person or just whoever wants to use well, it? Well, they hired a guy to host the podcast and talk about the grocery store. Oh, that's and funny. then and then Jungle Jim himself joins in every now and again. How cool. <laughs> but it, it's it's the perfect kind of corny you would think yeah. a grocery store podcast would be. Yeah. I listened to a couple episodes. I'm thoroughly entertained. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I love it. I have to listen to it. Mm, it's, it's, it's called Jungle Gems. Jungle Gems Podcast, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I love it. I have to look it up. That has by far been one of the best uh, adjacent culinary experiences yeah. I've had in a long time. That's, That's cool. a hell of a grocery store. Yeah. <clears throat> I bought way too much um, spicy squid jerky. Yeah. And I had the color scheme for the spicy scale way out of whack. Uh-huh. I was like, these blues and these purples, they should be less spicy than the blacks, right? <laughs> yeah. No, they're all spicy as hell. I, I done messed up. I bought way too much. Did it say they were really spicy? Well, they, well they're they all not in English. So, yeah, you know, there's just, you got to guess by the pictures. Some of the pictures were just like one fireball. Yeah. Some of the pictures were three small fireballs. A couple of the pictures were like squids on fire. Squids yeah. breathing fire. And I was oh like, why gosh. do squids breathe? <laughs> So it was yeah. just it was it was a roulette game of how spicy is this shit gonna be? Yeah, and I lost every time. Oh my but, gosh! But they were delicious. So, I, I ended up putting a lot of it in like ramen and soups and stuff. Oh yeah, so yeah I figured it out. Yeah, but I, like just eating it straight was not the play. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not huge on spicy stuff like buffalo sauce. That's about as spicy as I get. Well, I knew there was very few places at home where I could acquire such a variety yeah. of things, so I spent. 
too much money getting yeah. things that I can't get here. <laughs> have you ever been to a Sunrise Cafe? Oh, yeah. Or Sunrise Market, I'm yeah. sorry. I yeah. Oh, I could spend all day in that store. I could, too. too. Uh, especially between the candies and Pacquiao. Yeah. But, but the seafood. Mm, that's, yeah. That's, if I'm going in there, I'm not walking out without seafood. No. 100%. People hate it because it smells so bad. I'm like, it's seafood. Like, do you understand a yeah. street market would smell so much worse? Yeah, I love that place. I would I would leave work and go there and just sit there for a couple hours and just walk up and down the aisles and stuff. I just, I love it. But I love like Asian culture and stuff like that. I I cook a lot of Asian food at home yeah. because uh, I have a rice cooker and it uh, works really well and yeah. everything else I can usually take care of in a pan or two on a stove. Oh yeah. And I'm I'm all about that. You can clear your fridge out, you know, and put it in some rice and the, you'll have a great meal. And then crack an egg on it it's breakfast the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Put some spam in it or Oh whatever. now you're talking Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a Hawaiian food. Yeah, now, now it's Hawaiian. <laughs> put some mayonnaise and macaroni and oh, you really got some Hawaiian. But <laughs> so what's uh, what's what's being tested in the test kitchen right now? Are you working through any recipes at the moment? Well, uh, nothing like that we haven't done before. Um, no, I mean not really. Just you know, tried and true recipes that the girls like, and um, we're we're doing this like Italian theme night. But so we're gonna put out like candles and checkered tablecloths and stuff and make fresh cannolis and you know tiramisu and just have like a pasta station and yeah so and it's just me and one other girl doing this but we have this huge huge uh, well one other and then we have a couple dishwashers but yeah we have this huge italian night we we're planning and yeah it's gonna be fun we've we've talked about it and we're gonna have people you know live action pasta stations and then you know bread stations and this and that and focaccia bread and yeah so we try to do like theme kind of theme nights to break up the mundaneness a little bit you know so how often do something like that once a month once a month month? yeah they have a lot of events they do like um we just did it's sweet for sweets for saint jude's so they have like philanthropy they all do and and their philanthropy is Saint, for St. Jude's. Um, but they raised like $40,000 just by, no, yeah, just by um, selling tickets to this event where we made desserts and the girls brought desserts, but we made a lot of them and, and it was like 10 bucks, all you can eat desserts and $40,000. Yeah. Sign me up, diabetes. Here I know. <laughs> but yeah, they, we try to do stuff like that about once a month, but they have a lot going on, so it's a lot of them are planned for us, and then a lot we plan. So, yeah, but yeah, it's fun. So, is there a dish or category of dishes that you just flat out refuse to mess with? No, no, not particularly. Um, you know, because it's I try to do everything, but <laughs> you mentioned meatloaf. Uh, I, I'm not Here a huge meatloaf fan. But, you know, there's always girls that love meatloaf. But I feel like you can make a good meatloaf, but it'll, it'll never be outstanding. Like, you're, I, me personally, <laughs> I would. <not> take it. <laughs> yeah. Me, me this per- is why I'm here. Here we go. Real opinions. <laughs> me personally would never put, like, the best meatloaf made by the best chef in the world in my mouth and be like, that's it right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but. 
No, I mean, I like cooking everything, learning about, you know, everything and just different stuff. And yeah, so, but maybe meatloaf. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the, I don't fuck with yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I'm tired of seeing it. I, I ate meatloaf enough as a child. I'm done with it. So. Oh, that was one of those five. That was one of the five. <laughs> I didn't mean yeah. to touch on childhood trauma so early in the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm okay. <laughs> Oh, but goodness. yeah, what what do you say? You're you know what do you like to cook? Uh, well, you said like Japanese. I, I like Japanese Chinese food. I really like Asian food in general. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of noodles. I don't uh-huh. care where the noodles come from. Yeah. Noodles are delicious, no matter what part of the right. world. Yes. So if I can put it, uh, if I can put it on noodles, over noodles, in noodles, around noodles, yeah. I, I'm on it. Yeah. Um, something I haven't really played with a lot in a long time is um i haven't made ravioli in forever uh-huh. and i really want to do that more yeah because um i enjoy making noodles i like making noodles yeah. from scratch and that's just the next level of noodles yeah you know, in my opinion right uh, or or like stuffed really large shell macaroni uh-huh. i love that kind of thing like like um, manicotti mm-hmm. yeah I, I like stuffed shells anything you can pack yeah. goodness into i'm really here for it that's funny um, you say that because I was I was just thinking cannolis are great too. Like. Oh, cannolis! Yeah, <laughs> I was just thinking how I need to start making more pasta from scratch because it's such like a detail oriented, you know. Yeah, it's art. a process. For yeah, sure. but I mean, you know, it's an easy process, but you can make thousands of different kinds of pasta. But yeah, it's it's a labor of love. Well, I've also gotten really nerdy in my head, not in practice, about making uh, mosaic. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Because reds, greens, blues, purples, uh, yeah. you know, different kinds of yellow pasta. Uh-huh. Like if you make pastas with a, uh, with a damn duck egg, it yeah. turns out more yellow than with right. a chicken egg. So, you yeah. know, there's a thousand different ways you can color these things. Uh-huh. And I've seen it made with, like, vegetable flowers, like beet flour and uh-huh. stuff, and be really red. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, I really got to make some striped ravioli. <laughs> you know, like, th- those are things if I had just pure time to goof off and practice something and like really put more energy than I should yeah. into something a bit frivolous, I would make some like mosaic. Yeah. Uh, that ravioli. would be fun. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, the artistic side of my brain and the, the process oriented step-by-step, like both halves of my brain can really get in on this yeah. because it's creative and colorful and process oriented and regimented and a recipe uh-huh. all at the same time. Yeah. And I really enjoy when those things bleed together in a way that is really natural for me yeah. to work with. So yeah, that's that's what I would screw with if I had the time. I'd, yeah. I'd make a lot more ravioli. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the things you can do with pasta are endless, you know. Oh my God. Uh or or dumplings. I would like to learn how to make better dumplings. Yeah. Uh stuffed dumplings, like Asian dumplings, uh-huh. not American dumplings. Yeah. Because American dumplings are way more boring than yeah. Asian dumplings. But they can still be delicious. I just like things in my dumplings. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like chicken and dumplings? Listen, chicken and dumplings is like southern uh, yeah. comfort food that I will never shove away. That's one of those oh, things. Yeah. Like everybody's mom has a different recipe uh-huh. for chicken and dumplings. And I've never had one I didn't like. Yeah. Do you like flat dumplings or spooned dumplings? Um, I'm good either way. Yeah. I, I will say that in my experience, flat dumplings are more rare yeah. in the South. Yes. But I've had them and they've uh-huh. been delicious. It's just nobody's mama makes those around here. <laughs> no, I like the spooned one because mm-hmm. the flat ones, you know, you don't get as much. And the spooned ones is like 
a nice pillow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more satisfying in the mouth. Yeah, it's more definitely. fun to chew, I think. Yes. It's like a good gnocchi. Yeah. yeah it's more definitely more fun to chew. Yeah. Uh, as, as as much as that counts because it doesn't impact the taste or anything. Yeah. You know, it's just more fun to chew on. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that, that's been a good one. Um, let's see, what's another one along those lines? Um, green bean casserole. I've had a lot of green bean casserole that I don't like. You don't like it? I, I like it in general, yeah. but I've had plenty of it that I don't. So this yeah. is like the opposite end of the spectrum from, yeah. from the chicken and dumplings. See, people love green bean casserole or they hate it, but I'm kind of in the middle. That may be another thing that I'm like, this will never blow me away, you know? I've had some really good ones that were way better than yeah. I expected, but well, I think that's because my expectations are really low. To yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know... When I do my green bean casserole, I make, you know, the bechamel. I fry the onions all myself. I don't, you know, use French's. I don't open a can of cream of, cream mm-hmm. of mushroom. But that's like the old southern way to do it, you know, a cream of mushroom and a little something sweet in my buggy every time I'm leaving the grocery store. It's it's one of those things. I, I don't keep a lot of snacks around the house because yeah. if I do, I'm going to eat them all. Uh-huh. And it'll be the same day I bought them. Yeah. Like, I don't shut the bag more than once after I open the bag of Reese's. <laughs> yeah. Like, I open the bag, they disappear, you I shut the bag. You eat the whole bag. I've been known. I've been <laughs> that's known. a lot, Good, but yeah, impressive. That's, that's why I don't do this. Yeah. I, I've learned that it's a bad life decision. Yeah. Uh, it's it, And I keep them in the freezer, too, if I'm not actively munching on them. Yeah. In the freezer. Oh, God. <clears throat> you have to leave Reese's in the freezer. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in a debate about that the other day. He said this... The guy was my friend. He said room temperature Reese's, and I'm like, you've lost me. No, it's I, I frozen. Want, I want room temperature Hershey's Kisses. Yeah. Oh yes. I want cold or chill. I don't need it rock hard frozen. Yeah. Because you know I don't want to suck on a yeah. disc of peanut butter. But I want a chilled Reese's cup. Yes. Or God help me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I understand right out of the store they're not going to be cold. But 20 minutes after I get home, the first one's going to yeah. be ice cold. You better believe it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yes. that's that's dangerous for me. I love the combination of, uh, of chocolate. That's your butter. favorite candy, Reese's? Uh, yeah. My favorite candy that isn't a candy bar. Yeah. yeah. So, What's your was, favorite candy bar? My favorite candy bar. I actually had this discussion earlier today. Um, so I really like paydays. Paydays. Paydays are a really good combination of crunchy and soft, yeah. salty, sweet. But here's the kicker: cover that in chocolate. They uh-huh. have chocolate covered paydays they? now. They do. They're yeah. delicious. And not only is it a chocolate covered, salty, sweet, caramel, chewy combination of awesomeness, when you bite into it, the peanuts don't fall the fuck off no more because <laughs> it's covered in chocolate. Yeah. And that's what makes this the best. That's candy smart. Bar. They need to keep doing that. Uh, yes. Uh, well, Goo Goo Clusters, they're not a bar, yeah. but they're the, kind of the same, and I love Goo Goo Clusters. Oh, I'm going to get you some Goo Goo Clusters because we order those at work, and I, we order them by the case, and we get big, huge boxes, but Goo Goo Clusters. I like peanuts and chocolate. Yeah, same. Like I, Snickers. I, and, I like, the, I like the, the salty, crunchy, sweet yeah. combo a lot, so that, that dynamic of flavor uh-huh. is something I really, really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm paydays. I maybe I need to eat them more, but the last time I ate them, I didn't really. I've definitely had some shit ones off the shelf. Yeah, like, you can get a bad one. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you one hundred percent. You can get a bad yeah. one. Yeah, because some of them sit around longer than others. So yeah. that's for sure. You know, being at a gas station or whatever. Uh-huh. But 
um, the first time I had one of the chocolate covered ones, I, you know, I just saw her shell. I was like, what yeah. is this shit? <laughs> and then I bit into it and I was like, oh my God, this is how they perfected the, yeah. the payday. Maybe so. Well, the, for real though, the, the chocolate covering of, I'm gonna give it a of try. the bar definitely cuts down on 98% of the frustration of losing yeah. all the peanuts. And I'm I was so happy about that. I'm going to look for it. I had, I had one of those. Actually, I've got a king size one in the car Dude. that I didn't eat on the way here. <laughs> uh, I, I got that. I got two of those because they were two for five and a chocolate milk from Michael's, and then I drove over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little snack. It is a good little snack. <laughs> and uh, I'll happily share the other uh, I'll, yeah, king I'll give size it a try. for you. <laughs> Couldn't pass up the two for five. No. <laughs> That's expensive though, two for five. Yeah, king size. Yeah, there's okay. There's, yeah, king size candy bars. I'm not. I know what I like. I ain't getting no pit ass normal size. No, candy bars. no. <laughs> oh man. It's like if I cared about Halloween, I would be the house that gave out the full size candy yes, bars. Yes, definitely. <laughs> we did that one year. We got. We were so excited because we got a bunch of full size candy bars, and we had not a single person. It was at our other house. So uh, if they only had known. I know. But yeah, we try to do full size candy bars. But yeah, I, I think Twix, Twix, and Snickers. Okay, here's here's the debate: Are you a left Twix or right Twix person? I'm a both. I'll, I'll take them both. <laughs> I'm a not divisive person. Yeah, I'll take either side. What a, what a good marketing scheme, though. Yeah. You know, yeah. people out there only eating one Twix out of the package. You'd be like, I don't like that left Twix hey, bullshit. Buy another one. Just to... <laughs> yeah, get two Twix. <laughs> that but shit yeah. foolish, but man, they made some money on that. Oh, you know yeah. they had to. Yeah. Let's see what. So Twix and Snickers—that's your—that's your, that's your go-to candy bar. Candy bar, yes, and then, but my—I think my favorite, like, chocolatey candy is Take Five. I like. Chocolate pretzels and peanut butter. And I forgot they have pretzels in there. Yeah. You're right. I've got some of those too if you want one. We'll don't just have a, a candy bar tasting. Do not tempt me. <laughs> um, if we do this again, we'll just have to like have, have a candy bar bar. Yeah. And just be real real extra about it. Yeah, we'll set them all out because, I mean, I've got Twix, Snickers, Hershey's bars. I can get it all. So. You know what? You know what? Uh, there's, there's a candy bar out there that did not... Uh, for me, at least, uh, uh, what's what's to say? Age well. Yeah. I used to eat a lot of these when I was little, but the last time I had was an adult. It, it disappointed me in some way that I can't name. Yeah. It was what a zero was bar. A zero bar? A zero bar. The silver bar? Mm -hmm. the, I've never had one of those. It's so, got coconut in it? No. It's, uh, it's like a chocolate nougat with white chocolate outside, huh. I think. Um, I don't know if there's something else inside of that, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a pretty soft bar with, with white chocolate on the yeah. outside. And last time I had one, I, Sounds like I, good. I grew up, like I said, in the convenience store. So like all, yeah. the, all the candy and cheeseburgers and whatever the hell I wanted. Yeah. You know, and with a very, um, what's the word? Permissive grandparent. There was like, yeah, I have whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried everything on the shelf and everything on the oh, menu yeah. and everything, everything. So, you know, like I used to eat the shit out of some zero bars. I had one a couple of years ago and I was like, mm, this doesn't hold up. Yeah. Or it was overly romanticized in my brain. Yeah. I don't know which. Huh. You don't ever, you don't really see those much. I mean, they're on the shelf pretty close to right. the payday. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why I don't see them. I try not to go over there, but I go over there every now and then to see if they have a uh, Laffy Taffy, but that's my all-time favorite. Laffy Taffy? La like the the old, full Laffy Taffies, you know? 
So have, do you have a, okay, so is it banana? Do no, that's like the worst. Because <laughs> they always, they do have bananas, banana flavored Laffy Taffy, but this is also like a childhood thing. Do you remember like going to the pool and st- like at the, the uh, concession stand, they would always have Laffy Taffy and they'd have the, either the watermelon seeds in them or the sprinkles. But they don't, they don't make them anymore. They don't have them anywhere. You know, you know the ones I would always get? What? The grape. Grape, yeah. Right. Every flavor was good besides banana. Do not hand me banana flavored anything. <laughs> no, I'm not. I do not like it. That's that's funny. I feel like that's definitely the most polarizing Laffy Taffy flavor. Yeah. But the watermelon with the seeds, I always thought was really funny because they put the least desirable part of the watermelon on this shit. Yeah. We knew it's watermelon. It's pink. You didn't have to put the seeds yeah. on Yeah. No, I oh love the God. seeds and I love the sprinkles, but you cannot find those anywhere. anywhere. No, they were like, um, if you take two index cards and stick them end to end, they were like that big. Yeah. They were big. And nobody had any reason to give that to a child. No. <laughs> no, they're bad. I mean, I ate one about a month ago, and it ripped my whole tooth off. So your whole tooth? Yeah, you well, it was a, a crown. So. so, so your worst fears came. Yeah, alive. so I had to go through that. Mom was right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, God, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I got that taken care of. But yeah, Laffy Taffy, that definitely you know hold your TV up or something on your wall. And <laughs> use it as glue. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So, uh, normally I like to sort of round this conversation out with the question of, uh, what inspirations do you have in this arena? We kind of touched on that. Uh, so the follow-up question to that is how, how do you find these inspirations working their way into what you do? Uh, if, if there's something that you can say, Oh, Hey, I learned this here from that person and I like doing this then or something like that. Well, Give me an example of what you mean. So, in my work as as a painter... Uh, oh, you're a painter? Uh, among the other bullshit I get into. Yeah. But, uh, I, and I'll show you examples, uh, but there's there's an artist in Australia named Rob Mack, and I've talked about him a bunch on the podcast, and he might be tired of me making his ears burn. <laughs> but he's, he's one of the sweetest people I've ever met yeah. on the internet, and he does a style that is very uniquely his... And uh, I sort of stumbled on it before I knew he existed. And then once he and I, you know, started conversating, I realized that a lot of the same things that he does, I've started to stumble upon. And we've sort of bounced back and forth, influencing yeah. each other. And there's things that he'll do on a canvas that I've seen myself do on a canvas yeah. and vice versa. So it's, uh, if you've seen, like how these influences filter down into your work is, is really the thing I'm getting at. Well, um, you know, there's so many just, you know, Instagram and TikTok chefs and stuff. And I feel like I kind of need to, I see these people on the internet and stuff. And, you know, even like just sorority chefs, there's, there's one, and well, he ended up, he ended up not too good, but I, he actually, I don't know if we should get into this, but he, no, we can talk around it. He, he was a, he had like, a hundred plus thousand followers on or, uh, TikTok and he was becoming huge and he was a sorority chef. I mean, Gordon Ramsay was talking to him and they were meeting up and he actually came, they actually found out he was a, yeah, a predator, a child predator. Yeah. And they, the FBI had been following him forever what? and he worked at a sorority house. It was actually a company that I was previously employed with, but uh, yeah, so him aside, uh, I follow a lot of people on the internet and I feel like 
seeing them, it's me telling myself I need to put myself out there more and get online. And I talked to a bunch of them and they've been like, you know, you need to get out there and put yourself online. So yeah, they're just, you know, an inspiration seeing them and just starting from one followers making, you know, simple food up to the, you know, the most crazy food. And so, yeah, I talked to a bunch of people online and I think I'm going to just start putting myself out there more and things like that. So that's the play. Yeah. And I'm, I hope I've been talking to a friend about starting a food truck too. So that's kind of the next thing also, but yeah, lots of things going around in my mind. All right. Always. Sidebar. What's, yes. what's this food truck menu look like? I know you have an idea. Don't tell me you don't. Well, <laughs> we have a few things cause her, her style is also a lot different than mine. Um, but it's kind of, it's in the bare minimum works you know um but yeah she we're not really there yet we kind of gotta see a common ground you know she (laughs) she has a she does coffee she has a few coffee shops and stuff um but like i said mine's kind of fresh mediterranean so we have a few few ideas like uh like different kinds of food bowls and things like that we've thought about a brunch food truck um because you don't have any of those here, so. Waffly good, I guess. Oh, is, yeah. That, is about well, well, that's that's a breakfast. Well, they do waffles. They do waffles, so. yeah. But we were thinking more of like a full kind of breakfast menu, brunch-ish. But, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of food trucks out here. But, yeah, that's in the, in the beginning stages, so. I thought a lot about food truck shenanigans. And, uh, and the, the one... I would have to do a fusion menu of barbecue and Mexican food. Yeah, well, that'd be like, good. Like it, bur- barbecue burritos. Yeah, and like stuff a brisket like burrito. Yeah. with with all the proper Latin spices and oh, stuff. Oh yes. See, like that's right. That would like, be good. My heart pounds in my chest when I start talking <laughs> about brisket burritos. Uh, yeah, but and and because that's the barbecue side, and I love Mexican food, and yeah. I just feel like those two things, geographically and taste profile wise, go really well together. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that would be something that would sell. Yeah, I, I would like that. Yeah. If I cared to start a food truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work. But it's, it's never been a question what it would be, though. Like, yeah. That's always well, that's been cool. the thing. Yeah. I've been very, very set up on that yeah. being the cuisine. Uh, but the last question I ask folks yes. is that uh, if you would like to recommend me one to three people to be in your shoes that you would like to listen to, who would they be? Okay, you probably would not like to listen to anyone I listen to because I'm... No, I'm, like, who, what local people would you like to hear me uh, interview oh, th- that you know specifically? That I know specifically? because yeah, yeah. I don't know everybody, and this is how I track down more guests for this shindig. For this shindig. I thought you were talking about podcast listeners. I'm like, you probably, I, I mean, you probably don't listen to I'll, reality I'll, TV. <laughs> yeah. you, you can say that if you want. No. Um, gosh, uh, just... Let's see. I mean, have you, I? Andrew might be a good one. I've tried. I'll get he him. won't come on. He Andrew. can't escape it. It's good. It's a matter yeah, of time. Yeah, I would He'll think get there eventually. Andrew would be good. Just like he don't want to do it alone. Why not? I don't know because he's a wuss. Well, I, I mean, I was nervous too, but I say that with all the love in my heart, though. Yeah, <laughs> he would be good to talk music. You know, well, I want to get him and Will on there together. Yeah, because I've I've spoken with them many times at length about all kinds of ridiculous things. Yeah, I would love to get them together to talk about music. Um, well, I also, my sister, my older sister, Michelle, she, I think she would be a good, uh, person to talk to because she, 
she's in the she was a an addict but she's been clean for like five years five plus years and she's in the recovery world and stuff and you know that drugs and addiction are a huge thing and East Tennessee, you know, um, I think that'd be an awesome topic. You just addiction and recovery. Um, but yeah, Andrew and Michelle, just brother and sister. Well, there we go. That's, those are the recommendations. Yes. Uh, if you would tell people who you are and what you do and if they care to get a hold of you where they can do that for your private chef shenanigans. Yeah. I'm uh, again, Mallory Hardy and I'm a private chef at a sorority house and you can look me up on Instagram and hold on, let me get my Instagram name because I... <laughs> Here comes the handle, everybody. Yeah, it's Mouski39. That's M-A-L-S-K-I-3-9 if you want to just look at my food. Or, I'm glad you spelled that out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Mouski39. All right, everybody. This has been the latest episode of the KAAMP. I am Thomas Zachary. Uh, thank you all very, very much for listening. Um, if you would like to support the show, you can rate, listen, share, all that jazz uh, from Spotify or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts. Um, if you want to support me directly and my creative pursuits, you can buy my artwork at uh, the Instagrams, TTW underscore artworks. And I've got a highlight for this month that has all my available items that are up for sale, up for grabs. If you need to take one home, just shoot me a message. Uh, The prices should all be listed there. Um, If you want to support the podcast in a way that uh, you do on Instagram, you can subscribe. You can join the Discord for the KAAMP. I think it's in the link tree in my bio. Um... Otherwise, you know, just listen to it in the car with other people. I don't care if they ask for it or not. Just turn the shit on. It doesn't matter. Just put it in their ear holes. And uh, I'll catch you next time. Thank you all very much.